No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Solomon asked for wisdom and God gave it to him. He then wrote the Proverbs to give wisdom, instruction, and prudence to others. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl begins the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible. If God appeared to you tonight and said that you could have anything that you wanted, what would you ask for? Well, that's exactly what happened to Solomon shortly after he was crowned king of Israel. And it is also the origin of the book of Proverbs, which Solomon wrote. And we begin today. Now, when Solomon became king, Israel was strong. David had been a man after God's own heart. He was a warrior who fought the Lord's battles. He had a passionate heart of worship and is credited with writing half of the Psalms in the Bible. God wouldn't let David build the temple, but David did gather all the resources so that his son Solomon could build it. Now, shortly after Solomon was made king, he went to Gibeon, where the tabernacle of the Lord was, and there he sacrificed a thousand offerings on the altar. That night, the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon replied, I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And I am among your chosen people, too numerous to be counted. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. So the Lord was pleased with Solomon's request and gave him a wise and understanding heart so that no one would compare with him either in the past or the future. The result was that Solomon's wisdom excelled all the wisdom of the renowned wise men of the East. He wrote 3,000 Proverbs and 1,005 songs. He wrote a few of the Psalms. He also studied and spoke about plants and animals. All the kings of the earth came to hear Solomon's wisdom. But Solomon ignored the warnings in the law of God that a king of Israel was not to multiply wives. And in his efforts to make treaties with other nations, he married many foreign wives. He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. And when Solomon became older, these women turned his heart away from worshiping the Lord to worshiping their idols, their false gods. The great tragedy of Solomon is that he did not walk in the great wisdom that he taught others. Nevertheless, we cannot discount the amazing wisdom Solomon received and taught, even if he didn't personally follow it in his later years. This serves as a warning to all of us that we must beware when we think we stand, lest we fall. It isn't how much we know, but how much we obey that which we do know that determines our spiritual maturity. Proverbs chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Now, Proverbs 1 through 29 are all credited to Solomon. Proverbs 30 is written by Agur. Proverbs 31 is written by King Lemuel, although some commentators believe that that is simply another name for Solomon. 
Proverbs are pithy statements that summarize in a few choice words practical truths relating to some aspect of everyday life. They tend to stick in your mind and become cultural cliches. A stitch in time saves nine, and a penny saved is a penny earned are examples of Proverbs written by Benjamin Franklin. These can be useful bits of wisdom in practical matters of life. The advantage of the book of Proverbs in the Bible is that they are all the inspired word of God and profitable for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God has everything that he needs. These Proverbs give instruction in all the practical as well as spiritual matters of life. We have God's perspective on how to choose wisely so that we may be spiritually and often materially successful. The Hebrew word for proverb means a comparison. The comparison is most often between the way of the wise and the way of the foolish. Often this comparison is made in a single verse contrasting the wise response with the foolish response. Solomon further illustrates this contrast between wisdom and folly in the personification of two women. The first we will come across is what I call lady wisdom. Now, it's interesting because the Hebrew word for wisdom is feminine, so she is personified as a woman, a woman who gives forth wisdom to help those who are simple. The second woman is folly, and she is pictured as an immoral woman. Verse 2, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. In verses 2 through 6, Solomon gives his reasons for writing the Proverbs It is all about imparting wisdom to others. And as we shall see, it's as though he's imparting it as fatherly advice to his son. He had been given so much wisdom by God that he wanted to share it with the next generation and to everybody else who would listen. Now, knowledge is knowing facts. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. Wise people grasp the meaning of a situation and understand what to do and how to do it in the right way and the right time. If you have wisdom, you can save yourself a lot of trouble. In these first several verses, Solomon uses several terms that are synonymous with wisdom. Instruction. This includes discipline. It is the correction of a parent that builds character in the child. Understanding. This is the ability to grasp a truth with insight and discernment. Justice is righteousness and honesty. Judgment is the sentence in a legal case. Equity is fairness. Verse 4. To give prudence to the simple. To the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. So prudence is having discernment and shrewdness in the management of the affairs of life. 
This is given to the simple, that is to those who are naive or to those people who are easily deceived or persuaded. Knowledge speaks of being skillful as in hunting, sailing, or playing a musical instrument. It's used in all of these ways in Scripture. Discretion is the ability to make proper decisions and plans after understanding a matter. Learning is information that is apprehended and incorporated in life. Counsel is related to the verb to steer a ship. So counsel is wise guidance that helps us move through life in the right direction. Avoiding the icebergs, as I say, that would sink our ship and helping us get to our final destination. Verse 6, to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. An enigma is a saying that is difficult to understand and it requires wisdom to unravel its true meaning. Riddle is to ask a hard question. So these proverbs are written for all of these reasons to impart this wisdom and knowledge and understanding and discretion and so forth to help those who would be simple otherwise learn to be wise. Verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. This is the key verse to the book of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is not a cowering or recoiling fear, but a healthy reverence and respect that a child has for his or her parent. Children fear not only because their parents can hurt them, but because they can hurt their parents. In fact, one of my most vivid memories with my stepfather, who raised me from the age of nine, was when he caught me lying to him about something that I was too ashamed to admit. And I saw his eyes well up with tears. I expected him to be angry with me, but instead I could see that I had hurt him. He said, you never need to lie to me about anything. And after that, I don't think I ever did. I never forgot the look in his eyes. I feared displeasing him. I didn't want to hurt him. That is the fear of the Lord. That is the beginning of knowledge. Later on in Proverbs, we are told that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Sadly, we have become a culture that is increasingly tolerant of evil. People who hate evil are viewed as the villains of society. It is becoming socially unacceptable to even name certain behavior as evil. You will be accused of hate speech or you'll be called a bigot or insensitive or intolerant. True, it is possible to be arrogant or ugly in how we hate evil. We are still to love the sinner, even though we hate the sin. But sin is a cancer that destroys. It is a bondage that enslaves. Sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Therefore, we must not tolerate it. I have observed that people who launch into a tirade about hate speech are often the first to become hateful when someone has attacked them. It's all fine and good to talk about the need for tolerance until someone rapes your daughter, breaks into your home, or threatens you at gunpoint. All of these things are evil and we must hate them 
if we are going to fear the Lord. And this is the beginning of wisdom. In other words, we don't even begin to get smart until we start to fear God. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. They don't want to hear it. They don't want anybody telling them what to do. Their attitude is, don't bother me with the facts. My mind is made up. Here is the contrast that we will see repeated many times in this book. We can choose the way of the wise or we can choose the way of the fool. But there are consequences to our choices. My hope and prayer is that we will all grow in wisdom as we study this amazingly practical book. Concerning it, Warren Wiersbe writes, Believers who learn the key proverbs in this book will have at their disposal the wisdom they need for making right decisions day after day. The truths found in Proverbs touch upon every important area of human life, such as acquiring and using wealth, making and keeping friends, building a happy home, avoiding temptation and trouble, controlling our feelings, disciplining the tongue, and building godly character. May God help us glean the wonderful wisdom that He has given to us in this book. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where listening to parental instruction is a graceful ornament on the head. Wisdom calls out in the public squares to whomever will listen to her counsel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible.